Welcome to my podcast, Exploring Past Lives with Karen Joy. I am Karen Joy. For over a decade, I've been doing regressions with people who want to experience a past life and sometimes their life between lives. I'm the author of several books, including the groundbreaking book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, How Our Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future. In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Taryn, who is a private practicing psychologist who came to see me a couple of months ago, I think. That's right. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a great pleasure indeed. And yes, so I'm very interested for you to share your story with us because, like everyone, it's everyone that comes on the show, there's always differences and experiences that people can identify with. And so I'd like to ask you first, if it's okay to tell us how you came about having a spiritual perspective, like somewhere along the line, what happened? Um, so, gosh, I can't remember what age exactly, but from a young age, I was very curious about uh, different religions and belief systems. Um, yeah, just very curious about about all of that. And I was fortunate in that I I grew up in a home where, um, you know, my mum is Christian but isn't a practicing Christian in terms of doesn't go to church every Sunday. She went to boarding school and was dragged off to chapel, I think, every single day. So she feels like she, she has done her church days. So there was not a lot of, um, while my parents tried to um, send us to, to Sunday school and teach Christian values and principles, there wasn't a lot of um, strict enforcement, I guess, or um, yeah, that that kind of very strong um, daily kind of Christian teaching. My dad's actually an atheist. Um, and so when I was a teenager, that created lots of space and room for, I remember lots of dinner um, conversations around the table with a lot of critical kind of analysis about different religions and belief systems and my dad really playing devil's advocate quite a lot um, that really kind of challenged and pushed um, pushed all of us in our thinking around it. But yes, from, from a young age, quite curious and wanting to learn more and know more. Um, but in saying that, have always um, felt a, like a connection to God to some kind of greater power source, you know, different people have got different names for that. Um, and I know that at some point, so in my, probably around like my grade eight, nine, ten year, um, I became very interested in reincarnation. I read a lot around it. Um, I think by the time I'd finished school, I had read Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. I'd, I'd read a lot of publications around uh, reincarnation. And I'd had a lot of conversations about it. And, and I remember my aunt saying to me, you know, when you were a little girl, you were like three, we were sitting by the pool and you were just staring off into space and you turned to me and you said, have you ever been to Rome? And my aunt said that she was really surprised that I even knew that Rome was a place <clears throat> that it existed because I was only three. Um, and my aunt said to me, no, she hadn't. And I told her that I had. Um, so that, of course, really intrigued me. Um, and 
Um, I'm from South Africa and um, in our final year in English, you have to give a, a, a big oral. Um, and what I chose my oral topic to be was on reincarnation. Um, and in fact, because um, in South Africa, a lot of our government schools are still have a strong Christian um, foundation or ethos, um, I had to get special permission from uh, the school to be able to actually give that oral. And then I had to give it at break time so that uh, students could elect to be there to listen to it. And it wasn't, um, they weren't forced to hear about reincarnation. So that's that's been really interesting as well, is that a lot of, I guess, the messages that I've received over the years is that um, this is not mainstream, <clears throat> that's not necessarily accepted, and could be taboo. So it's been something that I've always explored, um, I guess, quietly um, for fear of how other people might react or, um, yeah, I guess, judgment in a way. Um, but yes, I think I've, I've had a curiosity and I've done a lot of reading from a very, very young age. So very the past life regression is something that I've actually wanted to do for many, many years. Um, and, you know, it's interesting how long it has actually taken me <laughs> to get to this point because I'm actually now 47. Um, and, you know, it's probably something that I've wanted to do since I was about 18 or 19 years old. Um, oh, about yeah. Over 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> yes, well, I think it's become more available in the last decades, last all around yes. the world in the last decade because the Newton Institute now has people yes. doing it all around the world, uh, which I trained with. Yes, and I read Michael, Newt Michael Newton's book when I was about 19. Um, and so when I was looking for um, someone, that's that's the site that I went on to was the Michael Newton Institute because <clears throat> I had, yeah, I had remembered that and I had known that, well, I guess I was also drawn especially to you knowing that you uh, used to practice as a psychologist. So for me, that that was something that obviously drew me to you, knowing that you've got a similar background to me and that, that yes. you and I would be able to relate to each other. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are like that, that I had that sort of more clinical background. And, that, and a lot of people do have that happen. Like I had people going into past lives. So I had to do something because yes. that wasn't, as you know, the psychology board isn't all that impressed with that sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, you were, how old were you when you did this reincarnation oral at school? Oh, so I guess I would have been 17 in my, yeah, oh. in my final year. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so they something. I was just going to say they. So they they ha had to have all these. Was it a Christian school? Well, in South Africa, our government schools are Christian based, so we still have like assemblies most mornings with prayers and hymns. Okay. Um, so yeah, and, and I guess yeah. I mean, my my children school was like that as well. I think it's probably changing a little bit more now um there's a lot of respect for other religions and and yes. people with with other religious beliefs will have you know days from school when it's their um you know special holidays and that to celebrate their um religious holidays their and, religious yeah. holidays but and they're excused i think from prayers and um but yeah there's there's still prayer at assembly time and hymns and Okay, so that so you were quite young, and like Michael Newton had a, a waiting list of about three years at one stage. That's why he, the Michael Newton Institute, was set up mm -hmm. so that people were were able he could train people and and we and like others could access that process, yes. which is great, really. That that's happened. So it's so you really had this curiosity from a very young age, and it sounds like you've been open and sort of a family that encouraged, uh, you know, debate and research exploration. Yeah, so I was never restricted from what I could read or what I could talk about. 
um, you know, I was never told, no, that's not true or, um, you know, that's blasphemous or, yeah. So I was, I was always really encouraged to explore my own, yeah, my own ideas and, and go in search of, of what felt right to me. Um, and I must say, like, yeah, I guess my whole family is really like that. So it's lovely. It's lovely to be able to have those open conversations around um, yes. spiritual beliefs and trying to understand why we're we here, what is it all about, what is our soul, you know, where do we mm. go when mm. we pass over. Um, yeah, and then I guess, um, you know, <clears throat> I, I was I did my studies and then I had children and life gets busy and some of those interests kind of fall to the wayside or you, you don't spend as much time focused on them or, you know, reading in that area. You the time most probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess really what, what has happened over the last few years for me is that my brother um, was murdered um, in 2020 and that was, of course, a, a hugely traumatic event in my life. Um, and yeah, just I guess opened up all of this searching again for yeah. I guess what I, I really wanted was just some kind of confirmation that what I believed in really is true and and does exist. And I really wanted confirmation that he is still out there. That there was you know that he's. Yeah, I guess that he's somewhere where he's at peace and that there's some way that we can still have some kind of connection or contact um, because I have a deep kind of knowing that that's true, that that's right. So there's um, that uh, intuitive level of mm, belief and then you wanted to sort of get more evidence of that yes. to confirm it. So he was yes. murdered. That's a pretty... A drastic, terrible thing to happen to a family, mm -hmm. and that was in South Africa. Were you in South Africa? Yeah. When it happened. So I, <clears throat> I wasn't. I was here in Australia and had been here for about a year. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was during COVID. So when it happened, I couldn't. And initially, um, he was actually missing. He had already died, but we didn't know that they had found his car abandoned um, and it had looked like he had possibly been hijacked and we didn't know if he had been kidnapped and was still alive or where he was or what had happened to him. Um, so it was awful because I couldn't just jump on a plane and go home to be with my family and to help in, you know, the search and coordinating things and, and just to be together. So that was probably like the worst five days of my life, um, just the not knowing, being stuck so far away, uh, the differences in time zones made it difficult in that I was up sort of all night because um, South Africa are eight hours behind us, so they only get up at about three o'clock in our afternoon here in Australia, and then I was on the phone and it was speaking to my parents, but it was also really hard trying to sometimes get hold of my parents because they were so involved with talking with detectives and private investigators and, you know, different people. Um, so that was awful. And then I've got family in the UK. So, you know, we were all trying to do what we could from our various places in the world. But, it, you know, it was really hard being so far away and not being able to be there. In the um, middle of COVID, this is this in is, the middle of COVID. A typical you know, example of how yeah. difficult it was at times. Yes, keep going. Yeah. Um, and yes, so then um, they eventually made an arrest, and um, that man made a confession and gave some details, which led to them being able to find my bro brother's body where they had ended up dumping it. Um, and so, of course, that was. A relief by then to just know that he had been found um, and we had been in touch with some psychics during that time just trying to see whether we could get any more information about where he was um, and yeah they found him on the Wednesday but already on the Monday one of the psychics who I know quite well she had messaged me to say that she 
was not really picking up his energy um, anymore. So I already had a sense then that he had probably asked so far. Yeah, so, and then, of course, I couldn't get on a plane and go to be with my family when we had that final news and I couldn't be there for the funeral. Um, So, and in fact, my parents only just came to Australia to visit um, in November last year. And that was the first time I'd seen them since, well, since I left South Africa in 2019 and since obviously my brother died. So, yeah, it's been, that's been really difficult with COVID and, and all the border restrictions and, um, you know, vaccination restrictions and, and Very all, of, all of that. Um, and I am the only child that's left now. Um, and, yeah, so very hard for my parents to be okay. alone. Um, they did have my doggies though, so and and that helped because my poor dogs got stuck there. They couldn't come over because once we arrived and had settled, um, COVID hit and and we couldn't get our dogs over here. But couldn't get the dogs either. No, but it was a blessing in disguise because um, you know then everything happened with my brother and and our dogs. I think were a great source of comfort to That's them. Good. That's during good. that time, just yeah. to just to clarify that your your brother was quite innocent in all of this. He was um, it, yeah. it was a it was a theft sort of thing. Yeah, unfortunately, in South Africa, we get a lot of these kind of incidents of quite senseless violence um, over money. You know, people are killed every day in South Africa just for a cell phone. Um, so yeah, he had had workers at his house doing some renovations. Um, they were quite well known to him. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he came home that day with the wages, and uh, they, yeah, they attacked him. They we know that they must have tortured him for some time because um, they managed to get into his bank account and transfer some funds. And they managed to get his PIN code for his ATM card because they withdrew money a couple of days later as well, which is eventually how we caught them. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, unfortunately, it was really just people wanting more money. And, um, yeah, he lost his life for the equivalent of probably, I don't know, $2,000. Um, so just one of those things that, yeah. To us, it seems very pointless, but did we, Mm. did we get any deeper, or we haven't come to the regression yet. I can't Mm. remember if you got any deeper understanding, but about what happened there, people probably are curious to know, like we've got two levels happening, you know, we've got the human level down here and it, it looks awful. And then Sometimes there's a, a higher level going on that somebody's playing a role mm. for, like your brother, for a particular mm. reason. So nothing came through in my regression with you, but I have had um, I have had sessions with with psychics since he passed, um, and so has my mom, um, and and so I do know that he's he's okay and. Um, the messages that have come through to me were are around that I have to let go of some of the guilt that I have because um, what was quite hard for me was knowing that I had been able to get myself and my children and my husband to Australia to a safer place. That was obviously one of the biggest reasons why we left South Africa was to have a safer um, environment and life. Um, but I had left my family behind and and then this awful thing had happened to my brother where he obviously hadn't been able to get himself to a safer place. Um, and so a lot of the messages that I've had from my brother from the other side are that I have to let go of that guilt, that this was going to happen regardless, that there was nothing anyone could have done to actually prevent it. Um, and something that came through via um, one of my mom's sessions was that um, one of the men involved, because there were three of them um, in my brother's death, there has been, there, there's something between my brother and him in past lives where I think my brother did harm to him in a previous life. Um, 
So that's been quite interesting. Um, but yes, the, the the strong message. So there is some kind of you know, contract, I guess. Um, it, the karmic thing is quite interesting because we like to, you know, we like to pay our debts once, like as a soul, I think we like to get the other side somehow. Mm. I don't know. It's quite interesting, this karmic thing. So maybe yeah. if you've got that message, and I think you've got a message that he's okay with it, is that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and the message that I've had is that he's happy and he's at peace and that we need to be happy and move on. Move on. Uh, mm. and, and that he's there, he's always with us. Um, yeah, so, and that, and I definitely have a sense of peace around that. I mean, I obviously miss him, um, but uh, I am at peace about where he is and, and what's happening. And yeah, something else that he, he was, which obviously was upsetting for all of us, but I think is something that my mom has really struggled with is the way he died. I mean, nobody likes to think of, um, losing someone in that way. And, um, and he he basically said to my mum that he didn't suffer. He left his body before, okay. yeah, before all he of was the, tortured or anything like of, that. Yeah, that does seem to happen a lot in in deaths with people. They they're not fully present mm. in the body, which mm. is comforting to yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's comforting to know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and he basically said because a long for a long time, well, my parents had to pay for private investigators and I mean the the last man was only arrested um last year in I think it was actually September it was very close to the anniversary of my brother's death the two-year anniversary um when they finally tracked down the third person um so for a long time my mom and my dad have obviously been really um focused on getting justice and finding the people um and have had a hard time kind of moving on from that. So I think a lot of the messages that came through from my mom were from my brother saying, like, none of that's important anymore. It's done. Let's, you know, move yes. on. Yes. Which was Just easier trust. for me to do. Like yeah. I I didn't have the same kind of um strong, I guess, desire to find these people and punish them and um, you know, you've got more sure trust that, that the system is taking care yeah. of what it needs to take care of. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not really, it's not going to bring my brother back. It's no. what's happened has happened, and I do trust that whatever's going on in those people's lives, um, that's part of their journey. And that is so true. I, and and I can't, yeah, that's not my journey, and I can't control people, that. And people, and someone else is in charge of that stuff. That's right. <laughs> That's so yeah. true. And we often do want like earthly justice, but we don't really need mm. to worry because even if people aren't discovered in one life, we, we go on. Mm. I think I think the anger um, is not helpful. And it's obviously normal. Of course, it's normal. And I, I completely understand um, where my parents, you know, feelings have been. Um but my brother has also communicated from the other side that it's really hard for him to connect with them when especially my mom is so angry because it's such a low frequency yes. vibration yes. in terms yes. of the energetic fields and and how he wants her to really just let go of the anger. Um, so that's been quite interesting as well as just how, you know, that feeling of anger, while it's a really normal emotion to feel given the circumstances well, human emotion yeah yeah it's not it's not actually that helpful um, not helpful for connection well, that, that's yeah. so true because we want to get to those higher vibrations so that's good that you feel connected yeah that's that's yeah. good that's a it's pretty traumatic experience to have to go through but i mm. think if you had to do go through it and do it the way you've done it is probably like given also you couldn't get home is probably the mm. The, the way to go to explore it and stay with that curiosity that you had as a young person. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's, it definitely started me back on that path of um, wanting to read more and know more and, and find out more. Um, and yeah, just curious, I guess, about my own. Um, so like all of these, you know, people will talk about this, when you're faced with your own 
um, mortality or someone close to you dies, it obviously brings up all of those questions again, doesn't it? About of like, course. why am I here? What is this yeah. all about? What is my purpose? And so that's what's happened for me as well, is just, uh, you know, to get me to pause and look at, well, where am I going in my life and what is my higher purpose and am I serving my higher purpose and feeling like I wasn't quite serving it. I mean, I'm a clinical psychologist and I love what I do and my passion has always been in helping other people and and kind of walking alongside people in their journeys and their difficulties and that has always given me a lot of satisfaction. Um, But I felt like there was something else that I was needing to do or want you know wanting to yes. do and I wasn't quite sure what that was and so yes you know what happened with my brother then made me sit and look at my own soul journey I guess and yes. and wanting to know that you know because I realize I've, I've come here for a purpose I've, I've got things that I want to achieve and do here and I want to make sure that I actually do those things it calls you yeah. back doesn't it it's just a, re- yeah. it's a reminder even something as tragic as that can yeah. open that up open those doors again that's really yeah. good so yeah. you you I don't know how much that's got to do with the past life regression but you said you for many years you wanted to do one and mm-hmm. is there anything you can share about why you came and then we'll go on to what actually happened during the your regression so yeah, so I guess <clears throat> what's interesting is, um, so like I said, I've always wanted to do a past life regression, always curious about what other lives did I live, especially that one in Rome, um, which I obviously recalled as a young child. Um, yeah, just curious about where where was I before and what were those lives like and how do they, um, yeah, how have they kind of filtered through into my current life? Um, and, you know, kind of knowing or believing that a lot of, of what we carry a lot through lives um, and that we can resolve some of those things if we have that awareness. So also, again, wanting to like tidy stuff up, you know, if there's some residual stuff there, let's just sort it out if we've got that ability to do that. Um, but so I booked in with you and you're you're booked up quite a few months in advance. So <clears throat> I booked in with you. And then it was interesting because before coming, like I don't know, maybe a few weeks before coming to see you, um, I was really excited, but I, I kept on having these thoughts around how um yes, I'm interested in the past life regression. But what I really, really want actually is a life between lives session because I just really want to know if the the kind of new um, space and area that I'm moving into with, with some of my work, if that is the right direction and if I am on the right track, again, just really wanting some confirmation from God, from the divine that I am in line with my soul purpose. Um Anyway, so I came in to see you and I I don't believe that I actually ended up really having a past life regression that we went to. Well, I think where we actually ended up starting was sort of a death. And, you know, we might talk a little bit more about how that all happened. And that actually what I ended up getting was more of a um, afterlife. Life life between lives. Yes. Yes, and can I just say at that point that we just don't know exactly what people are going to get. Sometimes they can come for that and get something else as well. But but it's I'm not controlling it and neither are you at this conscious level, something larger. And, in fact, I I only mentioned this to you, I think, afterwards when we did a bit of a follow-up call. So initially afterwards, I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, oh, I really wanted to, you know, find out all these different lives that I've oh, led. Um, and I didn't have any of that. And then it was almost like I, I remembered, oh, but actually, Taryn, what you, were, you what you were asking for over these last few weeks is yeah. actually that life between life session. Um, so, and that, that's the thing. We get what we obviously needing. That's what I say. They give yes. you what you need. Yes. They don't even give you what you want. They give you what yes, you it's need. it's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> to keep yes. on your path and move on. And they seem to know, or it's maybe it's our higher self knows better than we do. So 
Yeah. But anyway, yes, I understand you wanted to explore these exciting past lives. Well, maybe that still might happen. <laughs> yes, and I did say to you, I'm definitely coming back again. And, yeah, we'll see what, what comes out at that time. So you went in and you, I don't remember the past life, but there's something about losing a child and that was related That was related to your brother. But it's- Yeah, so it was interesting because, again, I had like some expectations of how um, how this might go. And um, I'm, I'm quite an artistic, creative person and, and so I'm very visual. And I just imagined that I was going to see a lot and it would be almost like a movie and I I listened to all your podcasts and I've heard other people explain their experience that way um but I really really battled I battled to see anything and um you were sort of sitting alongside me and you were saying okay so what what's happening right now um and I just couldn't see anything and and you then took me to my feeling state and my body and you then just followed that Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this anxiety, and I don't know if initially that anxiety was my anxiety of like, oh my goodness, I'm not seeing anything, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but it definitely kind of moved, and and initially we weren't sure it was like in my chest, and we weren't sure, and, and, and there was a pain, and we weren't sure if it meant that I was experiencing a heart attack or what was happening, but the, the pain then moved, and it moved all the way down my sternum, my diaphragm, and into my stomach. And then there was like a lot going on in my stomach. And, um, but I got the sense what came to me. And again, like it's quite hard to explain. So it wasn't a picture, but it was a sense um, of something to do with childbirth. And I wasn't sure if something was happening to me in the childbirth or something was happening to the child. Um, And you and I kind of, you know, you were asking me questions and we were going backwards and forwards a little bit, exploring that. Um, and I think eventually we we had the sense that I, yeah, I, I think eventually the sense was that I had maybe uh, passed over in childbirth. Um, but there was also a sense that I had lost a child as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I remember I, I had that feeling. I had a feeling like I had a big tummy and that there was something in my tummy that had now gone. It was really weird to describe, but there was definitely a sensation that something had been there and it was now no longer there. Yes, that sense of loss. And um, and then, you know, I think you mentioned something about my mom and losing a child and I became quite emotional at that time. Um, and then it moved from, yeah, and then it moved back. And and, and at that time, so somewhere al- along that point of following those those body sensations and pains, um, <clears throat> just on the right-hand side um, of my sort of head or vision, just very briefly what flashed in was a picture, an image of a wolf, a wolf's face, a wolf's head, and then Straight after that, just an eye, and my sense was that it was the wolf's eye, and then it disappeared. Anyway, we didn't pay too much attention to it. I just noted it, um, and and then we we carried on. And then with all of that stuff happening in my stomach, um, I ha- I got an image of a um, native Red American Indian. I don't know what the correct term is these days. We have to be so PC. Um, a woman sitting with her hands over like what looked like um, what would be the stomach area. But I couldn't really tell. You asked me, is it you or is it maybe your spirit guide? And I got the sense that it was a guide. It wasn't me who was the Native American woman. Um, and and I got the sense that maybe she was doing something to help with my tummy or what was, yeah, what was happening. Yes. Um, and then what was really interesting was that also what flashed into my mind was um, an energy healer who I go to see, Kylie. Her face just flashed in and then went as well. Um, and yes, and so we then continued. And once the the sort of pain in my stomach had settled and uh, yeah, it had started to sort of dissipate. Um, I just, there were 
two words that came to me and and it was birthing and then creation. And then I just remember getting the most amazing, gosh, um, I don't even know, like it's very difficult to find words to describe it, but just the most amazing feeling. And it just was so big and expansive and it felt like it started in my chest and it was just expanding outwards from me. And it was this huge feeling of love, but it was like, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It was just this feeling of love for the whole world, for all of humanity. It was a huge feeling. Just love. Just so much love. And you you were asking me a few questions and I remember thinking, please just be quiet. I just want to, oh, because I think initially you actually were worried about what was happening because I actually started to cry. It was so, it was so beautiful. It was so um, just glorious that I was really emotional with it. And I think you were checking in to see what was actually happening. You told me to be quiet. And, 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 and I said, well, it's this feeling of love. And I think then you you were okay. You you kind of, you know, you knew that I was okay. Yes. And you just left, you left me to just enjoy it for a bit. And and again, like, I don't know how much time passed because it's, you know, you just have got no sense of time when you're in these sessions. Um, and then eventually that feeling yeah went and that's when I yeah that's where I I wonder whether if it's at that point that I had actually you know what had been going on in my belly whether that was me passing over um and then I had moved into this kind of between life state and experiencing this euphoric love uh oneness you know with everyone kind of feeling that you often hear people talk about you have to accept yeah and you you are an accepting person so you probably accepted whatever was happening going with it where I would have been telling you go with it and then yes wow it just all opens up so yeah yeah yes and then what happened was I um I saw that Native American woman again and I, I sort of Again, like I didn't see the teepee, but I got the sense of those like teepee tents. And I felt like, again, I couldn't see myself, but I could feel myself walking next to her and she had, she was holding my hand and she took me outside. And I think earlier in that earlier image where I got an image of her, I also just got a sense of like these beautiful mountains in the background and trees and big open kind of plains or meadows spaces. But she took me outside and then she made this gesture with her arm to show me. And she kind of said it was something like, you know, this is all here. It's it's for you, this kind of beauty and um, nature. Um, yeah, and and that was a beautiful feeling. And, and then I was just standing there and then all of a sudden, all these women dressed in their brown, like smock, like, you know, those those native Indian dresses, they all just started coming along sort of in this open flat plain area, just started coming out of the ether, you know, sort of towards me. Um, and then I led them off somewhere and then we we sat down, I sat down and they all kind of gathered around me and I definitely had this feeling like I was some kind of leader. Um and then this older woman um, who had been with me, who was like my guide, I felt that she was sitting behind me on a ridge and then the wolf appeared again and the wolf was sitting with her. And you even said to me, you know, what? what's the wolf? And I said, no, it's, it's a source of like strength. So there was this feeling like the wolf was a kind of like my spirit animal. Um, and it just felt like I had this amazing support behind me um and then I was sitting gathered with all these women and that was just such a beautiful image for me and confirmation for me of the work that I'm moving more into it it was really beautiful you've described it so beautifully you've done a very good job and you've got a great memory but it sounds like it's implanted pretty strongly yeah which is good yeah 
Yeah, no, it was it was very, very meaningful for me. Very meaningful. Good. So you wanted confirmation and you got the confirmation mm. of what you were hoping to do. Do you do you want to share that with us about what your 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 path now? Because I can. Um yes. So I still I still do my clinical work. Um, but what I am wanting to um move more into is working with women and groups, groups of women um, around some of this this stuff that I'm exploring myself, you know, this, um, like, who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? Um, you know, who, what experiences have you gone through in your life that have led you to where you are right now? Um, are you where you want to be? If you aren't, why not? You know, what's happened? Um, how can we help get you back on your path? How can we figure out what that path is? Um, how do we help you to tune into your intuition, into your higher self? How do we help you to figure some of that out? Um, but also how to, um, you know, a lot of us, lose parts of ourselves as we go through life you know we sometimes just have to let go of parts or sacrifice parts of ourselves because we become say a mum and you know that comes with its own demands and expectations or you know whatever's happening in our career so you know we often have to evolve and adapt and that's the nature of life but um sometimes we leave really important parts of ourselves behind that that are supposed to be part of us that are part of our spark um, about what lights us up. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of what I want to do is helping women to go on that journey and supporting them in that journey. And when I think about doing that, that gets me really, really excited. So I know that that is one of the signs, you know, just tapping into myself. If, if it's something that really lights me up, then it means it's something that I'm supposed to do. So, but it was just lovely, you know, what I took from that um that vision that I was shown is just that is what I'm supposed to do, is I'm supposed to work with groups of women and I'm supposed to lead and guide them in in some way. Um, and that I will have the support that I need from my own guides in order to do that work in the most meaningful way. Um, and I do trust that the women who need to work with me um, will be the women who come and attend some of my retreats and my online sort of group courses and workshops. I, I do believe that um, God and the universe have got a divine plan and that, yes, we meet the people we need to meet in our lives at the time that we need That's right. to meet them when we are ready. Have you built the website? Is that happening? Yes. Yes. So I've got my I've I've got my website. Um my my business name is Soul Steps, S-O-U-L-S-T-E-P-S, because it's the steps that you maybe need to take in order to evolve and yeah, find your sole purpose. Love that name. Yeah, and I'm running my first retreat in August, which will be, yeah, just a lovely experience. What are we, 23, August 2023. <laughs> and hopefully many, many more over many years. So yeah. Yes, no, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and, you know, if I have days where uh, um, it, you know, I'm sometimes feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all the work because I've still got a busy clinical practice um, and I'm trying to get a lot of this um, organised sort of on the side and sitting sometimes at night and on weekends and sometimes it can feel like a lot of hard work um, because, of course, being a psychologist, I don't have to go and find the people who need me. They they find me. That's right. Um, but in trying to offer this to um, other women who are seeking out this kind of work, is not usually someone who goes to their GP and says, oh, I really am trying to find myself and I want to know what my sole purpose is. Um, I, think they'll so, find, I think they will find you. It just, just takes time, but they'll yes, find you. Yes, I have to asking. kind of make, 
make yeah. myself known in a way. And um, that's also a little bit trickier for me because I'm I'm not Australian and I don't um, necessarily have like a network and I, <clears throat> I'm not well known. Yeah, I, like I think I was, this will help. We've this this will help, and other things that you do like this will help. But you sending hmm. that to your guides and saying that's what I did in the beginning when I started as a hmm. psychologist, and then later as a well, not right when I started as a psychologist. When I started the spiritual work, I asked yes. people to be sent to me, and it worked. It did yes. work, and yeah. so you you it'll work. It just takes a little bit of time. The things yes. in the physical world <laughs> to happen. Yes. So when I do have some doubts, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I actually think of what I saw in in my session with you um i can I can see it in my mind and it brings me a lot of reassurance and comfort um and and so it helps me to stay focused and it helps me to stay on my path that I know I am on the right path now you know I know it I have a deep going inside and I had that experience in the session with you which confirmed it for me. So, yeah, when the, when the anxiety steps in or some of those doubts and fears, I just have to kind of cast my mind back and I just get that image up again in my mind and then it just settles, yeah, good. just settles all that. Good. That's very good. Well, that's manifestation as well as you know. That's how it works. Yes. <laughs> and so you had that very strongly in the session and that's still with you, the feeling mm-hmm. and the image. That's great. Mm-hmm. So you did get the image eventually. <laughs> Yes, I did get some images eventually, um, but just yeah, it was it was quite different to what I expected, um, and I guess that's the thing you you just don't know how your experience will go until you're actually in it. You can listen to other people's experiences, um, and you can have these expectations, but yes, I think you know I would just say to other people, just let it. Let it be, just let go and let it be because whatever you are meant to experience and whatever messages you are meant to receive, they will come to you in whatever way. Yeah. Even if it's different to what you normally expect. Yes. And even if you try to control things a lot like I do, <laughs> you know, it's just. Well, that's what we're learning to let go and trust all the time. They're, they're big on yes. that. <laughs> and, of course, mm. We like to control things on the planet because we're a bit scared at times. So that's a process. So sweet of you to share it with all of us. And I'm thinking there's just two other questions I'm going to ask. What surprised you? Um, yeah, so it's probably that I didn't end up going into a whole lot of past lives, although, you know, when I think back about what I'd been thinking in my own head, it's not surprising because that actually isn't what I'd been asking for. Um, but probably just... Yes, I really expected, because I'm such a visual person, I really did expect to see it almost like a movie um, and to have a lot of visual um, sort of images, and that isn't what happened. So I did end up having some, um, but, yeah, it it didn't end up being like watching a whole lot of movie scenes, and I guess that's that was surprising to me. Surprising, and and it may be that you don't need to. You know, like a lot of people go into past lives because they've got something to release or resolve, and Mm -hmm. if you haven't needed to, in a way, it's something of a blessing because some of them are challenging, as we've Mm. heard on this podcast you said you listened to them. Mm. So anyway. I'm sure sure I've probably got a lot that I, I do need to work through, but I think maybe at that time when I came to see you, what I did get was probably more, more important where I was at and what I was needing more guidance around. Um, and that's why I say when I come to see you again, it will be interesting to see where I'm at in my life then and and what, what I end up experiencing at that point. I yeah. really trust that whatever people receive, it seems to always be just what they want or need at that mm-hmm. time. So thank yeah. you for that. And then just to and I think it would be nice to get if you can give us how people would contact you or should they come through me? Um, they can they can come through you if they would like to get in touch with me and you've got my number um <clears throat> my email. Otherwise, I do have a website now and the website is www.soulsteps, S-O-U-L-S-T-E-P-S dot com dot A-U. Oh, great. Um, and on there's all about me and yeah, my retreats and different courses 
that that I'm offering. Like to offer. Yeah. Good, you are offering. Well, that's that's a great name, and I wish you all the best for sharing this with everyone. I think that's it's a great experience and very detailed about the actual the life between lives experience that you had that you didn't think you were going to have, but you've mm-hmm. described it in great detail, and that's great for people. So thank you for that and for coming on the show, and all the best with your you. your future. And helping you, so many people, and I'm sure you will. And I'm, and if I'm a catalyst in any way, where like me, the guides are using me as a catalyst. I'm very happy about that. So I would encourage anybody who feels drawn to you to make contact. Thank you, thanks, Karen. And it's been yeah, it's just been such a, an amazing experience. And I will definitely be back to see you, and we'll definitely stay in touch as well. Um, yeah, because in the future I might end up doing some of this work myself. So yes, um, you could, yeah, that, and that would be great because I can't keep doing it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and yes, I agree with you. We'll stay in touch, and I look forward to mm-hmm. the next time you come to see me. We'll say goodbye now. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.